childhood, our sordid pasts, what happened to make Cray the man he is today. We're going to learn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to learn. I'm, I'm Fruity. I'm Lucifer, and this is Creator. And, uh, you know, we're YouTubers in that. And I have to say that most YouTubers I know have um, pretty uh, plain backstories to them. Like, most of them come from pretty well families or, you know. Some people Middle class, kind of like well-to-do families yeah, a lot yeah. of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they just they just streamed at the, or they did videos in their parents' place until they moved out, and that's like, that's it. That's it. <laughs> like yeah. so there's there's no <laughs> yeah. like super big drama you ever hear about. Um, however, Cray, I don't know if he's bragging or not, or what he's talking about, but he's always bringing up the fact that he's from. The hood. He's from. <laughs> he's always like gang. Okay, that's a gang. meme. Th that's a meme. I have to admit, that's a full meme. I'm not actually from the hood. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't I think we really have hoods in in <laughs> Australia. You know, we don't. You know, I I was actually talking the other day to a friend, and I said the each side of poor and rich in America is to such a different degree than Australia. Like here in Australia, if you're um, poor, you know, we have um, government benefits, Centrelink, um, you get housing, you can get free housing. Um, so there's a lot of different things you can do. And, and most of my family are from free housing. So, yeah. But in, in other words, there's not really, there's not the biggest gap in um, like, like from the outside, it's not maybe the biggest gap in, in the social. Uh, I mean, there's always a gap in like capitalistic, like, you know, societies like ours and like the rest of the world. Like there's always a gap yeah. and there's always things that you can't like break through or breach through. You know, it's like, there's that famous quote from a news anchor where a man says, you know, I love having super rich people in the world because it always gives you something to look up to and try to grab, right? And some people just need to pull up their socks and become rich. And the woman replies with, what happens if I don't have socks to wear? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that's kind of like what can happen a lot. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But we, we don't have like a, as extreme as America, but um, Cray, what kind of like a area is yours? Like from because I've seen your area. I've seen pictures of the area where you grew up, and mm. and it has some beautiful street signs. I don't know if that came yeah. in recently or something. Are you lying to me about where you came from? Yeah. Like, so, uh, do you want? Uh, am I just going to go into my childhood? Do you just want to know like <laughs> everything? Do you want me to just whip out a story? Like, because I've moved a lot through my life. I've moved a lot. So, I was born in Craigieburn, um, Victoria. My mum and dad were both mechanics. Um, kind of struggling with money, you know, like it was, it was tight. My dad, um, was an alcoholic. Um, so we just spent money on alcohol, <clears throat> um, beer, smokes, and then meat. I know this sounds really weird, but my dad would buy like a lot in meat, like Wagyu meat. Like we were struggling with money, but then he would go and spend all our money on expensive things, you know, like, like expensive meat. Um, and little oh. things like that, which is just really weird, huh? Really weird. Um, and then some from Craigieburn, I moved to a place, um, called Fig Tree, um, in a caravan park, uh, which is, uh, was a really tough time in my life. It was How awful. In this I was nine years old when I moved. So I stayed in Victoria till, 
when I was still nine. And then I moved up when my grandpa died and my nan was living alone and we moved into this place. I shared a bedroom with my brother, my sister, uh, and my nan. Um, and in this tiny little room, I had to share a bed with my uh, brother up until the age of basically, I'd say like 15. I shared a bed with my brother cause we didn't have the money to really do anything else. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I shared a, b- a bed with my bro for a long time because we didn't have room in the house. Um, and then, yeah, what else do you want to know? Do you wanna- <laughs> yeah. You were always talking about how um, you got into some – if things went a different way, you would be probably in a very different spot than you are now like with the people that you yeah, hung out with. Definitely. Compared to now. Um, yeah. Can you tell me about the people that you hung out with when you were young? Yeah, so when I when I was young in primary school, I was very badly bullied. And when I moved from primary school to high school, my only friend, Joel, ditched me. So I entered high school. Well, he, he went to a different school, you know, he didn't ditch me. <laughs> he went to a different high school than I did in the first week. Um, I have these crazy memories of my first day at high school, um, walking down the back oval and there was a fight between this huge monster of a man, 18 years old. Um, I don't really want to dox him, but he had a really interesting name. We'll call him Jason uh, for the sake of it. But, you know, and I remember walking out on the back oval and seeing this man, like, he was a man to me, you know, like I'm young and this guy's 18 and he's got blood on his hands and there's a guy on the floor in front of me and teachers are yelling and screaming and everyone's like, yeah, yelling and screaming. I'm like, oh my God, like I'm shitting my pants um, so for the first year of high school, I um, knew a por- por- uh, Portuguese boy named Adam and he let me hang around with his crew for a while um, and it kind of stopped me from being bullied in high school for the first year. And then in the second year, in year eight, I became an emo goth kid because um, I think I was always searching for an identity. And then in year nine and ten, I had this really weird behavior where I just would never show up to school, right? So I'm just wagging like crazy. Um, And I hate popular people, right? At this time in my life, I'm like, screw popular kids. (laughs) One day I got detention. I come into class really late. I'm, I'm in trouble. And so my arts teacher says, you have to sit next to that girl. You know, we'll call her Samantha. And Samantha was hot, you know? She was hot. (laughs) Oh my God, Fruity. Like... You know, I, I was infatuated with this girl, but I hated her. So I sit next to her and blah, blah, blah. We start talking and she says to me, you'd be really cute if you shaved off your hair because I had long black hair at this time. <laughs> oh, okay. And, um, yeah, I've got long black hair at this time. And um, so I did it. I went home that night and I told mum in the car, um, can I shave my hair off? Can I go back to having normal hair? I just want to normal boy haircut mum was like yep okay went down to the barber in uh warawong got my hair cut and the next day i was at the back of history class and a boy called blake i'd sat close to him this entire time said hey you want to go smoke weed never talked to him before basically you know obviously he didn't <laughs> just the out haircut. and say wait yeah after the haircut, the, the haircut, next haircut day like okay <laughs> the next day the next day i'm sitting in history class and um, that week was the first time I ever smoked uh, marijuana, and I guess I was 14, 15 years old. Yeah. 
Damn, so young. Because I'm thinking from from my childhood. I don't. It's either I was so stupid and I didn't realize it happening, and now I actually think I do realize that people were doing this at my high school. Um, yeah, because the, the toilets were a very popular spot, or like behind weird shady buildings were kind of popular spots. I was like, oh, I thought that's just where they like to hang, but I have a feeling. Oh no, no, that they I went was fruity. Oh, I'm a, no. I was a goody two shoes, <laughs> all right. I, mean, I, I imagine you as a goody two shoes. <laughs> were you like a girl that would hang out in the library? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I spent some time in the library, but it was for different reasons, you know. <laughs> what detention? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> detention and trying to flirt with the nerdy chicks. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you see? Yeah. Did you yeah. date a lot in high school? I dated two girls in high school. Um, one of them we'll call, uh, I don't know, Nikki and the other one Jess. Nikki broke my heart um, in year nine, absolutely shattered me. Um, I got yelled at in the uh, school auditorium by her saying that she didn't love me and she threw a phone in my face and <laughs> called me a loser and a piece of shit and um I was crying I was crying and you know I was trying to act cool and tough but I couldn't and yeah actually that was in year eight and I she just broke me and then the next girl broke me even more we'll call her um I don't know uh what's another girl name we'll call her Jane I don't know, Ka- uh, Jane Jane <laughs> w- 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 I was gonna say Karen You're gonna we'll say- call her We'll call her Jane, and what happened with her was one day I'm at school, right, mm. and there's a ruckus about the school. This girl's coming, and she's a rebel, and she's hot, and she's, you know, off the hinges. So, you know, this is for me in about year 10 to 11. I don't exactly know when. So, you know, I'm 17. I'm I'm ready to mingle. I'm ready to flirt. I'm ready to go. And so everyone's saying she is – at the office, so me being a bad boy, I sprint to the office. I'm like, i got to see this chick. I run to the office and I peek through the hallway. And there she is down the hallway. She's cute. She's looking fine. And she's got a little rebel in her. She's like looking at me. I'm looking at her. I'm alone. She's alone. And then she gets called in the office. I'm like, yep, I am going to um, hit on that chick. So that day at lunchtime, I um, walk up to her. And I'm like, Hi, I'm Nathan. She's like, hi, I'm Jane. And I said, I saw you in the hallway. Bada bing, bada bang. We just started talking. Bam, we were dating within basically two weeks of that time. Um, And long story short, um, she had me gang bashed, gang assaulted uh, (laughs) while I was on the way. I just wasn't expecting that to. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I was jumped on the way back from her house um, by... Uh, I don't know, a bunch of dudes. Wasn't and her she was fault, in the back. Oh, okay. No, she planned the whole thing. She planned the whole thing. She baited me to her house. We had sex. And then on the way back home, um, they knew the route that I would take to go get picked up by my mum. And, you know, I'm walking down the street. I hit a car parks on the other side. These boys jump out. They just beat the absolute fuck out of me. Yeah. I mean, at least you had sex. At least I got laid. Yes, yes, ma'am. You know, I mean, that's something. With a horrible person, apparently. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, she was crazy. She was crazy. That's that's crazy. Part of my plan is to bring him back, have sex with him, and then send him on his way to get bashed. That's so odd. Yeah, that happened. That's (laughs) that's the life I'd be living. Man. Holy shit. Because, like, the most drama I got into 
you know, for dating or something was like yeah. in sixth grade where I didn't even know what dating was. And they were like, you should ask Lucas out. And I just, I, I didn't, right. I didn't, that was it. And I was like, I, I didn't even want to date this person, but I asked him out anyway. And he said, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he said no? He said no. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even oh want to ask him out. How old were you? How old were you here? What's, what's sixth grade? It's like. Oh, that's like, you're like 12, 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah, young. Yeah. That's young. Yeah, but like, yeah. I just wanted to fit in with my friends who were all talking about making out and stuff. And so they told me to ask a boy out. See, in year six, I have this terrible memory about playing, you know, spin the bottle? Yeah. Where you, like, oh, yeah, it's you like one of the last. bottle in year six. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> was playing spin the bottle in year six. I'm 13 years old. And there was this girl, Jess, that I thought was super cute and she was super popular, wait, right? Wait, wait, wait. You had yep. mixed parties at year six? Oh, what do you mean? Of, of course you do. Oh. What do you mean? Oh, no. And no, by like the way, this is at school. This oh, is this at is school. At school. I thought, this is I thought at this school was like at a lunch. No. Oh, no, no. Even I wasn't allowed hmm. that. Oh, no. God, no. Okay. Oh, okay. hell no. Yeah. That's crazy. Um. But yeah, it landed on her and she didn't kiss me, but she kissed every other boy in the circle. Yeah. Why not? Because uh, I was ugly. Oh, <laughs> were you actually yeah. ugly? Like, yeah, I was an ugly ass kid. Well, I was very oh, yeah. ugly. Let's be real. Yeah. There's only a few cases of, of good looking people when they grow up. Growing up is such an awkward bad time for most people so surely not everyone else was like good looking well to be honest back then i think i was nervous i was just uh, that kid with allergies you know my face was always red i was always sneezing I, I was just gross and i was just very badly bullied you know i have this memory of um a guy called blake who i absolutely despised um he would line me up on the uh soccer fields with these massive big greats you know like they were like these greats. I, I don't know how else to explain them on, on like the fence, you know, and they would kick a soccer ball at my head um, and just me, you know, they would just kick a soccer ball at me and just laugh at me and stuff like that. And I'd have to try to dodge the soccer ball, but they'd all just hit me with it and stuff. But later I got my revenge. I broke that guy's arm in sixth grade while we were wrestling. We were play wrestling, but let's just say, um, Cray saw his chance for revenge and I took it and I broke his arm. How did you break someone's arm? I flipped him over my back and he landed weirdly and I went, snap! And then Mr. Carrot, the teacher, came over um, and I was crying because I was so distraught about it, but I was happy. So yeah, would, I was, would you say you were mostly bullied or the bully? I was mostly bullied, undoubtedly. Mm, okay. Yeah, undoubtedly I was always bullied. When I got a little bit older... Even in high school, I never bullied anyone. If anything, I always had a Me. soft spot. You just broke the kid's arm. Yeah, but he had it coming. He had it coming. <laughs> but, um, you know, for, for a lot of it, I was just bullied. And even in my later years, um, I, I guess in my later years, I wasn't really uh, bullied in year 10 to 11 to 12. You know, the, I actually became the, a popular kid in school. Um, and the tables really turned for me. I feel like... That's kind of the story of my life is at uh, the tables turning a lot throughout my life. Yeah. I actually always had it pictured because Craig tells us a lot of stories, you know, so I've heard a lot of stories. Oh. I always had it pictured that you were partly the bully and you were no, partly part no. of the mean crowd. No, I mean, I had a group of friends that I met through playing um, Dota, believe it or not, and video games. Um, 
and they were my core group of boys, I guess. And we were just like quite popular. Um, and is this during high yeah, school or after high school? This is in high school. This is year 10, um, 11 and 12. And we were quite popular and stuff like that. And, you know, I was also part of another group that just smoked a whole bunch of weed all the time. And I was wagging school, going out the back uh, fence every day. I wagged three months um, straight of high school. And then I got called into the principal's office, obviously, because I got caught wagging and my mum's on the phone, like crying and begging the teachers to like, give me a chance and to like really help me out. And I had, you know how you have like a year monitor of your year, like a, yeah. like a teacher that runs your year. He was, he was, the, let's just say, I don't want to dox him. So the first part of his name was Sergeant. So we called him Sarge. And um, he was one of the only men in my life that was like a really good figure. And he kind of pulled, I guess, the stick out of my ass and kind of, no, put the stick in my ass and made me stand straight a little bit more. Uh, but it didn't really ever happen. Do you ever think about things? Because just like me telling the thing about Lucas just uh, made me think of all these other things that I still think about today. And I can't believe still memories that I think about. I'm like, oh, my God, why did I do that? I don't understand why I'm still up. <laughs> do you have um, any of those? Because I have a few. <laughs> I have I, I, I've, I've a couple that like kind of keep me up at night, to be honest. Um, you know... I guess there are some things that I would rather not share, yeah. but you know, I was really a little shit. Like I really was and running around just doing bad. And yeah, I get, I wasn't a bully in my later years, but let's just say I, I did see my fair share of like causing pain to other kids, my own age, you know, let's just mm. say that. Um, so yeah, sometimes I look back and I think, well, what was that young man doing? You know, but I see him as lost, afraid, confused. I see him as somebody who didn't have a good home life um, and stuff like that. My home life was very, very, very bad at those stages of my life throughout high school. My home life was absolute dog shit. Um, you know, I shared a bedroom. I didn't stay in the same bed as my brother, but I shared a bedroom with my brother until I was like 18 years old, 19 years old. Like, you know, and we lived on top of a funeral home for a long time and my dad was a funeral director and like he would get drunk and pull me down and, you know, make me, you know, go through the funeral home and look at dead bodies and stuff like that. It was just very abusive and bad. So yeah, mm. that was, that was my home life. I hope you had a better home life. Did you? <laughs> I did. I did. I did. Um, like I never realized that, uh, that being, having a single parent was kind of different until, Right. I got older then I was like, oh my God, no one, none of my friends had single parents now to think about it. <laughs> like I didn't know back then. I didn't really realize. I never experienced like single parents, you know, like you and Baz are, are the first friends of mine that have had single parents. And you're also the two that I think are some of the smartest and most put together people that I've ever met. So maybe like maybe. divorce is great. <laughs> maybe you only need one parent. Maybe two parent is too much parenting, you know, and they ruin it. Yeah. Um, but no, I never really noticed. I think my mum told me later that she got a few. Um, I think there was one person that didn't want to, one parent that didn't want me to play with their child or whatever because. I came from a single parent home. Like that was, <laughs> that was it. But like, hey, if your mum that stupid, I don't want to hang out with your daughter anyway or whoever. Like yeah. that, those genes will just be passed down. Um, 
Like, I don't Single even... parent gene. <laughs> Boom. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but no, she didn't even... It didn't even seem like a big big deal. I, I didn't realise that that anything was, was different. Uh, she made it like a very comfortable home and, and it was like two parents and I got to have a lot of like alone time and run around and do my own things and I loved that. I think that's really important. Can't be parented all the time. <laughs> got to be doing something. You can't something. parent all the time. You got to you got to learn some independence. Mm, yeah, mm, nah, that, that's how yeah. I feel about my life. Is I was let loose into the world, but at home it was stricter. If that makes sense, mm. like when I was under the roof of, of my family, it was very different. And then when I was out, when I was given freedom to go out, it was very rough and kind of weird, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Duality. A lot of duality. Yeah, this is so different to me because like the most bullying, the most bullied I ever got was um when there was a sleepover. Are you okay? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, hitting puberty talking about all of this. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, three of my you know best friends we were like part of the popular group but I wasn't really I didn't really belong I'll be honest with you I didn't really belong mm. at all um but I was there you know um and there we had a sleepover and I, I wrote a nice little note to my mum I said you know love you you're the greatest mum ever etc and I put, oh. put and she put it on the fridge and and my friends found it and they ran around reading it out loud and, oh, and I, got, I got so embarrassed and I t- snatched it off him and I ripped it to pieces and that made my mum real so upset. Oh, man. <laughs> that's a memory that sticks with me. That's how I got bullied. That's a sad one. I don't like that one at all. No. I thought my stories were intense and sad. That's different. That is different. <laughs> you know, that, that is But I different. shouldn't have been so embarrassed though, you know. <laughs> Like, like they love their bums too. They should have known. I should have known that. I've I've got something to say. I, I think um, I think when it comes to thinking back on your past and like, you know, bad, awkward, or embarrassing moments from my childhood or your childhood or you know anything like that, I'd say I don't really dwell on it that much anymore. I think, you know, I've had a bad childhood and stuff like that, but. I never let that hold me back in my no, life. No, I mean adult. that's just everything in the past. You can't you can't dwell on anything in the past. No, but it's just it's exactly. it's crazy how much these memories are so vivid and stay vivid for the rest of your life. And it's like why why these specific ones? <laughs> why is it when my when us four as a group us four best friends decided to try out for the school talent show. They decided to kick me from the group last minute, even though I knew all the choreography <laughs> and the lyrics. <laughs> oh, man. Absolutely smoked. Oh, man. I had to watch for the sidelines. <laughs> oh, I, I... So for year 12, I had to do a, a, a performance, right? And I had to be a part of the choir, you know, and I'm one of the popular kids, so I think I'm way above it, right? Yeah. But I am so stage nervous. I get up there and I've got to sing the national anthem in front of the entire school. By yourself right? or with others? No, no, with um four other girls. And I'm the only guy up there. And I forgot the words <laughs> to the anthem. No joke. I just started mimicking it. I'm shaking. I'm so I'm sweating. And um when I got off stage, all the boys were like why were you bitching it? Like, what the fuck were you shaking? I was like, bro, I'm fucking sick, you dickhead. I've got the fucking <laughs> fever, bro. Shut up. So, yeah, I used to use little excuses like that. Like, yeah. <laughs> Even as a young kid, I, I got allergies. <laughs> I got allergies. I got allergies. I was I was an, in, in, an insecure child. Even, like, even when I was like 18, 17, 16, mm. I feel like when I look back now, that boy was just putting up a front because he felt like he had to. That's how I would explain 
you know, my behavior was I wasn't a bad kid. I was a good kid that was put into bad situations sometimes and had to make decisions on what the situation presented, you know? Mm. Um, and sometimes those decisions were wrong and sometimes they were right. I've ran away from a lot of bad decisions, like bad moments, and I'm glad I did. But, like, everyone is super insecure in high school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Uh, Jesus, I had some bad bad times of insecurity in high school particularly not just because that other stuff was like grade six um but in high school it was like uh yeah i think i started to only like eat an apple a day because i had such bad body issues because you'd always see on the front cover of magazines you'd see uh you'd see like this model or this actress has lost so much weight. Let's show you pictures of her and how bony she looks. And I was like, that's cool, man. I want to I wanna look like that. <laughs> like, it was just Damn. that. It was no, no other influence. It was just those magazine covers that oh. got me. Um, on that, Fruity, on, not to cut you off, but are you ready for this? When I was young, there was a, a while there where I thought I was gay. And for the reason really? that in media, right, there's all these... There's all these really skinny women back then. And for those who are listening, if you're a bit younger, when me and Fruity grew up, we're 27 now, like the, the I guess, ideal woman body shape was mm. extremely skinny, like a plank. Yeah, and there, there was no, not much ass. You didn't need much ass or much tits or anything like that. But it was just, it was just like, yeah, it was a plank pretty much. It was the look. But I wasn't attracted to that when I was a young man, Mm. you know? I was attracted to bigger girls. I liked big titties, big boobies, um, big fucking asses, um, you know, hips, uh, and and a bit of meat on on a woman. So when I was being presented, I'm not not even kidding, I had that thought. I was like, (laughs) man, Megan Fox ain't that fine. I must be gay. I had that thought when I was young. (laughs) That was about like 17, 16 years old. <laughs> did you hear like, uh, your, did you did you ever talk with, is there a locker room talk at your with you and your mates? And they would talk about, not, not really? Not really, actually, no. I would say I was the first person in my friendship group to have sex. I had sex very young, um, which was very bad. Uh, but yeah, I didn't, I'm not really one for locker room talk, believe it or not. I'm. Mm. I know sometimes on, on, on this podcast I can joke about sex and be very, you know, but and all of this, but I don't like getting specific about sex, you know. I'm kind of actually quite private. If you hear me talk about sex, it's usually me joking, you know. Yeah. And I've had that ever since high school. Ever since high school, I haven't liked to really openly talk about the specifics of sex in a serious way or be like, yeah, I fucked this girl or, yeah, I did this. I wasn't that guy. No, not mm-hmm. at all. So, um, so thinking on, on that gay thought, like, I mean, like how long did that, did that last? Or was it just a thought that had, you came to mind? I, I'd say it was just probably a thought, but mm. it did last a while where I was just, I guess, going through that kind of, you know, who am I as a young man? What is my sexuality? But, you know, the media and society was pressing this image on me that I had to like women that was skinny, you know, and it was just very weird. And whenever a woman opens up to me, like you just did about wanting to be skinny, you know, and wanting to portray an image of health through being so skinny that you're only eating an apple a day. Like, yeah, I no, guess that's got, my side of it the It got coin, really you know? bad. Like I got to, uh, 
39 kilos at what which i don't know what is in in pounds sorry american listeners but it's very very tiny for someone who's five foot five (laughs) yeah it's oh um, my god yeah no it was it was an actual problem it wasn't just nipple day it was just like fruity as Mm. as a man who has gone to the gym i can lift 32 kilos with one arm Mm. that's crazy i Wow, that is crazy. For someone of my build as well, like I'm not like the a petite build person. Uh, yeah. It like really showed even more so. Um, that was like in when I was 14, I'd say, 14. Yeah, I really scared my mom and she didn't want to let me go on camp and that. But I think after I went out on the camp, um, I started eating a little bit more after seeing her genuine oh, okay. concern. Yeah, I was going to ask yeah. when did that behavior start to come I to an end? I don't know and- exactly what made it stop. But I think seeing my mum be genuinely worried for me. Some people use that as a, uh, hey, you, should, you want attention. I, some like Because I know there's some people with eating disorders who want attention and they like that sort of thing. But that was me being like, in that circumstance for me, I was like, oh my God, no, I, I'm worrying my mum. You mom. didn't want attention. I, I should probably eat a little bit more. <laughs> and get was, your mother, was your mother a stern figure, a light figure? Was she very kind? Was she more... And like, did she ever get really angry? Like, how were you, I guess, punished as a as a child? Were you ever punished? Like, how did that go about? What I kind of know. woman was your mother? I don't know if I was punished as much, but like, I definitely had a good job punishing myself. So she didn't have to do much. <laughs> like, I would feel guilty pretty quickly on things. <laughs> like, because I don't really, she would be stern, stern, she would be. And she would you know, tell me to go to my room or she'd get angry at me yes but um I think it was like the guilt I felt about upsetting her or potentially upsetting her was way stronger than anything she could throw my way I had such a guilt complex I could like you know how you ask your parents for a lift to go somewhere that was the most nerve-wracking thing for me as a child I couldn't do it because I didn't want to you know be like mom please okay I was so far the opposite of that that is ridiculous I had no guilt complex at all I would sometimes get my mum to come and pick me up after a party at 3, 4 a.m. Crazy. Yeah, no, I got I got better at it and I just got stupid and stopped to... Uh, because I kept leaving things to last minute and that's made me feel even mm. guiltier, guiltier. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say, speaking of... Um, speaking of... Uh, what was it? What were we talking about? Gay, um, gay people. Um, we didn't really have people coming out ex- as much as they do now who are... Because you see it a lot. It's more of a celebrated thing now. But coming out... Which is great. During our high school years, I th- it wasn't... It was so unheard of. I mean, I'm not sure for your mm. year level, but we only had, I think... We had one, and it was such a surprise. And Because we went to a Christian school, too. Well, was, we went to a Christian school? Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. But it was, it was such a surprised that he would wait did you go to a private school fruity semi-private whatever that means semi-private that's Mm. weird yeah that's so strange i went to just straight up public school throughout the entire Mm. the entire time um and for me public school was like um like all walks of life you know it i will say that i it was very multicultural it was like people from everywhere and it was great. I love that about my school. It was awesome. What kind of people were were around your local area? Like I had uh, Macedonian communities. I had um, Aboriginal communities. I had, I had people from everywhere and it really, I had friends from all, like 
people from overseas went to my high school. People from everywhere came. It was it was awesome. Mine was just um, mostly white people. So many white people. Yep. Right. Yep. That's different than what I experienced. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was super, super white. I think we had maybe one black kid throughout the whole year level. What? <laughs> one. I'm what? trying to think of another one. And then and his brother. <laughs> there was two. <laughs> oh my god, that's crazy. I mean, like, I grew up, up in a very like I guess more white suburb. Um suburb. Wow. Um I can't believe you had so much diversity. I had so much diversity, it was amazing. It was so good. That is one thing about my childhood that I will always be so thankful for is just having such a wide range of people with so many stories, you know, it was just great. It was just unreal. And I would go over my friends' houses um, from Macedonian um, families who had just recently come to Australia and, you know, they'd give me burek and stuff like that, which is like a pastry and stuff. And, you know, all the uh, Macedonian um, kids that I was friends with, Portuguese friends um, that I was friends with, they would always give me their lunch and give me their breakfast. And I was just like, I had all different kinds of foods um, and it was just awesome. And like, just, yeah, talking to them about their parents and stuff. Like we always just had so many good times together and we'd go up into the bush and we'd um like mountain bike ride and stuff like that up in the bush. And we'd, we'd get machetes and cut down our own tracks so we could BMX down the, down the hills and stuff. It was just such a good I had a very good childhood and a very bad childhood in the same vein, you know. I was given a lot of freedom to explore and to digest and to kind of like, you know, do whatever I felt I wanted to do, which was great, you know. In my backyard, there were these big banana trees and I had a forest of banana trees and anyone who's ever been around banana trees knows like wildlife wildlife loves them. There's spiders around my friend, um, his backyard was filled with tarantula holes and we just walked through them like with barefoot, like without a fear of spiders. I was very much like that kind of kid as well. Very like grimy and dirty. And um, I'd have like, uh, uh, what do you call them? The dragon lizards in the backyard and blue tongues and snakes. And I, I just never feared anything. I'd pick up spiders. I'd pick God, up lizards. Yeah, no, you don't fear things in your childhood you bet well you maybe fear like girls or boys but like you don't fear like heights i'd climb to the tallest tree and you wouldn't wouldn't even think about it exactly i wasn't i've even today the only real fear i have that is like when people talk about heights and stuff i hate tight spaces despise them in every single way i hate the idea of being crushed which maybe relates to having such a wild childhood where I was given a lot of freedom. I hate the idea of being stuck in like a tube that is like closing in around me. That's pure nightmare fuel. But I mean, I guess when as as a kid, you would have been able to be in a tight space and you would have been fine. No, not really. Even when a kid, I didn't like, I have this memory of, and it's like pure nightmare fuel for me, me, my brother, my sister, and a local kid from the caravan park, we were riding our bikes right through the park and we got to these big drains, these giant drains and they're filled with mud and you know, they're big, right? So they're not that claustrophobic, but we start to walk through them. And as we start to walk, the mud gets sludgier and sludgier and we start to panic. And 
I get my foot out of the mud, but my brother and my sister and our friend are stuck in the mud and they start crying and we can't get them out and it's starting to rain and I'm starting to shit myself and I'm trying to pull them out and I can't help them. And, you know, my little sister and brother are like crying, telling me to go get mom, screaming at me. So I get on my bike and I start to ride and then I get really worried that I'm going to be punished. Um, you know, I don't want to go home and tell dad what I did. I wasn't meant to be in playing in trains and shit like that. So instead I come back and, you know, we get through it and I pull him out of the mud, but I have a real problem with getting stuck. I hate being stuck. I hate tight spaces. Yuck. You know, I'd rather, I'd rather jump out of, I'd rather have a fucking bungee cord attached to me and jump off a cliff. Did you ever really get in trouble as a kid? Like really in trouble? By like cops? Oh, <laughs> I was going to say by your parents, <laughs> but okay, sure, cops. <laughs> by cops, I would just always um, run. So I never actually got caught. There were times when I Why would Why were you running on, from the cops, Craig? <laughs> let's say, and I'm only going to say it in this way, um, I had things in my bag that I shouldn't have had. And, you know, I would walk around with my mate Ivan and stuff like that. Um, and... You know, late at night, you see like a cop paddy wagon and stuff like that. And, you know, three, four, five boys walking around with their hoodies up with backpacks that look like they're filled with something walking down. Like they're going to stop you. So you'd usually let the cop car kind of like pass you. And then you'd like keep turning around, looking, looking, trying to not look inconspicuous. But they always turned around and you'd always have to run or they'd flash their lights as they came towards you. And you just bolt, you just gap it, you just split. And so, yeah, I just always gap it. I never actually got caught or got in trouble by the police directly. But by my brother parents? did. Oh, and by the way, my brother did because he stole a chocolate from the <laughs> store and he got in big trouble. And the cops brought him in a paddy wagon outside the front of our house to teach him a lesson. And <laughs> I think it did work. Um, but, oh, from my parents, I got punished very badly by my nan and my dad, like, awful cruel ways um you know just terrible ways um were you um no not really no just to your room that sort of thing Nothing just to that, your room yeah. wow i can imagine yeah. it being different without saying any further i can imagine how different that is to yours what you got yeah for for me it it really is like i don't know it it's strange i want to say i don't like to identify as a child who was abused, if that makes sense. I don't like to say my name is Nathan and I was abused as a boy because um, I don't like that to be an identifying feature of who I am today in any way, shape and or form. But let's just put it this way. I was definitely locked in closets. Um, and I'll tell you one thing. I'll share this with you and the audience. So, and I've never shared this before. I think I've only shared this with you and Marcus and other people in private, but you know, there was a room in the back area of my house and we called it the rat room. And it was called the rat room because if you were naughty, you would be put into the rat room and my nan would lock the door on you and you'd be banging on the door to be left out and you'd turn around and my nan would collect porcelain dolls. So I'd turn around, there was all these like, porcelain dolls all over and you'd be shitting yourself in this cupboard and there would be like um bags full of old clothing and stuff and it just smelt like dust and my nan would like scratch on the wall saying the rat's gonna eat you the rat's gonna eat you and stuff like that and I just would be 
shitting myself and then to be let out of the rat room, you'd have to stop crying. So that was really, really, it was awful. Yeah, it was awful. But I would like to say that for me, it's traumatic in the way that I, I understand what happened to me, but it's not traumatic in the way that I no longer hold any resentment, anger, or um, hate in my heart for my nan or anyone who who hurt me as a child. I don't do that in my adult life, and I don't ad- identify with the moments that were bad in my life that happened to me, and I never will, you know. Um, I never will. That, that product of me being uh, put in such nasty areas happened because the same thing happened to my family and I am a better person um, than that. And I will never do such a thing to anyone in my adult life, you know, cause I know better. I know how it feels. Um, you can either go the way of, you know, you do that to others and you become the bully and you become the abuser, or you can learn from the lessons and realize that, Hey, I am a better person and I am, I, I have grown through the pain and now I am, I'm happy, you know, I'm, I'm a happy adult 27 year old man. And you know, that's why I, 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 I share a lot with people, but then I get really worried to share those points because I don't know how they're going to be perceived, you know, because I don't want it to affect the way people see me now. It doesn't. I hope not. You don't, you don't let it affect you. You don't, you don't bring these things up. You don't do it. It's just a story. It's something that happened that you just remember that has no impact on you, who you are now. And yeah, uh, that was very nice to say for you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, man, like just on that point, thinking about our parents and then our parents' parents and like punishments over the years to child, to children have been like mm. dramatically decreased. Like you hear stories about uh, people that even just parents that get like, uh, just get. What was it? The uh, in like schools the they rod, used to have the like stick. the ruler. Yeah, the, the ruler, the ruler. Like, yeah. Imagine that my, going down now. A teacher hitting a kid with a oh ruler. Like imagine that. <laughs> I not. do not believe in hitting a child at all. Hmm. Not even a tap. But maybe that is because of my, you know. Um, well, no, I, I think that's yeah, that's what everyone thinks right now. That's why that's thank not God, a thing thank anymore. <laughs> thank, thank Christ, thank yeah. God. Yeah. One more question I want to ask you about your your high school before we wrap it up because I realize we've been talking for a while. Is, have um, we? Oh, we have to. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Sorry for talking. So we we learned more about me than I think you. This um, this. Damn. Yeah. Um, did you ever have um, high school dances or anything like that? Yes, and I didn't go to maybe the first one or two. Um, and I even I was wagging and skipping class so much that I didn't even go to camp for the first two times. And then in the third one, when I was older, um, I was too busy smoking weed, getting drunk, um, walking around the streets. And even though everyone else from my year went to this camp, right? I didn't go because I was hanging out with some older boys. And um, I never went to those things. I only went to one and it was very tame and lame. Oh, you never went to camp and that stuff. I didn't even go to my formal. Oh. I did not go to my formal. Really? That's how much of it. I didn't go. Because you're such I didn't a rebel. Go. You didn't go. <laughs> I showed up. Wait, no, sorry. I did show up. I showed up and I went there. I danced for a little bit and then I ditched it so quick. It was crazy. 
It was at the school auditorium, and yeah, it was just crazy. You saying the word camp reminds me of all these camp-related stories that I have, but uh, alas, that cannot be shared or revealed today. Camp stories should be next. (laughs) Camp stories, camp stories. Well, you didn't even go to camp. You went to one camp, you said. (laughs) No, we got to talk about you more next time. We got to talk about you. I want to know so much more. Yeah, now everyone knows about my childhood. Now we need to do Fruity's childhood, and we're going to go deep. 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 I'm down. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for giving us five stars on Apple. Um, one comment says, very nice. Best podcast in this genre, 100. That's wow. <laughs> Thank you, Aussie <Ozzy laughs> Optimist. I love your username. <laughs> awesome one. Perfect podcast. Amazing podcast, guys. You're so hilarious, like always, and interesting topics to talk about. You're truly a mood boost booster to all in a bad mood. Keep up the amazing work. Thank you, Damn24. Thank you so much, dude. Appreciate you. He says use. Use a trillium. Use. 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 I love that. I love the word use. We should all use it more. 